Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. I know that Kim was not at Gen Con. But I saw her this weekend. Just a couple days ago. So jealous. <laughs> and she looked like a, a woman from the clown. <laughs> that sounds like a- terrifying. <laughs> I looked really pretty. <laughs> Not like a like a biblically accurate angel, <laughs> all eyes and wings. But like a like a computer or like a like a Dropbox or something. You said no, from the cloud, like- right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is where our audio is going right now, actually, to the <laughs> oh. cloud. Um, that We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I saw Kim. She had this beautiful light-up headpiece made of clouds and lights. Um, made of clouds? I don't know the na- <laughs> made of clouds, yeah. I had, to, I had yeah. to pull them from the sky. It was quite the endeavor. It was a very wet headpiece. <laughs> Her hair was soaked. <laughs> uh, and I was wearing a like cloud print ball gown. Uh, Rev and I were both at the Labyrinth Masquerade, which is an annual like masked fantasy ball in Los Angeles. It was such a treat yeah. to see you there. Yeah, oh. it was very cool. Oh, I, I was there too. It's just oh, masked. who were you? I was masked. I didn't. I didn't want to be known. I didn't want. I don't want to talk <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you were. You were here on kind of an interesting weekend for Los Angeles. Here for Labyrinth yeah. Ball. Also here for our first hurricane in over ninety years. Also yeah. two earthquakes. Welcome to Los yeah. Angeles. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm getting all my natural disasters out of the way. <laughs> out of your um, system, so you can uh, yeah. enjoy the rest Anna's- of your year. <laughs> Anastasia has two friends who work at the Labyrinth Ball. They've done it for, I think, at least 10 years. Um, one of them is one of the leaders inside of the Wild Fay 
and then one of them is uh, one of the uh, Cygnus Knights, I believe, okay. is the is the Cygnus Knights and um, or Cipher Knights. Yes, Cipher is the name of the of the fairy land that we go to. So she she had been wanting to go for a very long time. Finally, had a window to go. Her husband was like, "I don't don't make me dress up in fay court attire." And he's like, I would like to tag Revan for this. <laughs> and so I went <laughs> with her. Um, and yeah, it was it was a good time. And then she had already bought tickets to Disney on Sunday. And so we got up that morning and she was in the Coast Guard for a very long time. Worked hurricane response uh, through Katrina and a couple others. And so she was looking at all of the sources like, I think we're OK. We can go. <laughs> and so we went to Disneyland and I have never been to an amusement park of any size with that few people in yeah, it. Yeah, I bet. Wow. We got through everything in like four hours. The rain picked up and went, well, all right, We're let's done. go. <laughs> and so we left right as as the storm actually started to pick up, got back to the condo we were staying in, got inside, sat down on a chair, and it started shaking. And I was like, oh my gosh, is the wind really that strong? And oh, is it, or maybe it's just me because I was, you know, we've been in a car for the last 45 minutes. And so I stood up and I like looked around and there was a, uh, a towel hanging on the door and I saw that it was kind of waving. And I was like, huh, the wind must be that strong. And then Anastasia came out. She's like, hey, we just had a earthquake. I was like, oh, perfect. So we got, we got a hurricane. Perfect. <laughs> it's really weird, right? Like you can't escape it. It's very odd when you're in one. We were up on like the 11th floor. And so it was just the, just a little wobbly up there. Um, well, I didn't go to Disneyland on Sunday, but I did play D and D for nine hours. Nice. Wow. <laughs> and I had some friends who were like, are you still going to be doing that with like your friends? Like is, is a D and D game worth maybe risking your life driving to the hurricane? And I'm like, Baby, you have no idea how hard it is to wrangle eight people's schedules for a game. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Rev, what time did your flight leave California? Uh, This morning, eight o'clock. And Kim, roughly what time did the natural disasters end? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I believe the rain stopped around seven this morning. Boom. Cause and effect. Right about the time I had checked in. (laughs) (laughs) Once it was legally, once you were legally like bound to leave the state. Yeah. (laughs) Once I was at the terminal. Well, as you notice, our audio sounds uh, probably just a little bit differently. Um, We are all recording from home right now. Um, You will notice this for, I don't know, maybe the next two months or so, um, just in the intros, really. Um, If you are in our Patreon, you might notice it in some of the shows. Kim has gotten a very exciting opportunity. Uh, She's going to be MIA for a while, so we are trying to record ahead. Um, So we have canceled our Monday night streams through the rest of this month and all of September to use that time to record. So you'll notice we sound just a little bit different, but not much different than when it's just me and Harvey recording. I appreciate you all jumping through multiple hoops in order to make my work thing possible. Yeah, the the way Rev phrased it, it sounded like you're going to be kidnapped and you're very excited about it. But (laughs) now that you've clarified that it's a work thing, I feel better. (laughs) Well, I mean, two things can be true. (laughs) (laughs) It is a work thing. I'm getting kidnapped for work. (laughs) We find you all in the subterranean lair. Jake, you have just discovered that the changed version of the Death Nash spell contains a final step that seems to tap into all the other dimensions and overwrite his personality and memories onto the deaths of those other worlds. I will kind of trace this out for everybody. These pieces right here, they're... A different form of transference. So the idea is to tear these little rifts and then magically assimilate 
the other deaths. It's not just like a natural phenomenon. It is, it's built in here. He has become quite a crafter of spells, it would seem. Yeah, this is, this is innovative. Okay, so he cracks open all the other universes. I guess I still don't understand exactly what he's doing to the other deaths. Transferring personalities, absorbing them, but not like the devourer. He wants to become the death. They're not death anymore. I think they're still death. It's just they're him. Like the Baba Yaga thing, except they're completely aligned. They are just Ant Colony Nash. Yeah, I mean, they may not like literally look like our Nash, but every death will have his personality, his goals. They will act as he directs. So it's not just that he's the only death, but he is all deaths. Yeah, all deaths are him. Okay, and then what? He becomes the one that, I look to my grandpa, can fix it all? What does that look like? When Koshe was death, before he became death, had a love of battle, fighting the bloodshed. That was why they initially had to lock him away, was that once he became death, it was indiscriminate plagues and wars because of the joy of it. I don't know what the end game would be for him. If it's just total control, if it's that seat in every dimension, deciding who lives, who dies. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the power of death isn't scary because of death. It's scary because of the control over life. What does that world look like when it's a madman that has that power? When the person who has that power is the one who thinks they know best. Well, we've got some work to do. The piece is here. We can find potentials. We can plug in the essences for a day or so to get them to candidates. We need to find candidates. What else we got? What What are we missing? What, what information's still out there? We got to convince the gods. Yeah, got to convince the gods and convince our candidates that they should help. I mean, if we can convince the gods, they'll have ideas for the candidates. They found me. They found TJ. Like, they know what they're looking for. So I don't think we need to go through an exhaustive list of everybody and come up with those answers first. Once we bring them around to the idea, they'll have input. They'll know who they're willing to make their champion. That's true. There's a couple of those I would worry about, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll maybe want to have like a, a different torture option in our pocket to go, huh? Like, a, we'll have a pool for them to pick from. Yeah, I, I guess try to appease some gods, wait until the car is back in shape, go back through, fuck with spell, brainstorm potentials, just in the downtimes in between all these things. Ori, how long do you think it will take to fix the car? I realize we we really wrecked it. Yeah, right now the thing I'm trying to focus on is getting it to car again, mm, let yeah. alone magical car. Cool. Sounds like we got a bit. I like pull one of my jacket pockets inside out and just an assortment of like the nuts and washers that I'm like, oh, hold on. These got stuck. In. You're going to need You're going to need these? <laughs> no, they always give you extra pieces in case you lose some weight. <laughs> but yeah, a couple days at least. Okay. So Jake, where are you standing with the gods now? Is there anyone we can talk to that might like us? I have the boon of the executioner, but that doesn't put us on speaking terms. I've got to make good with at least three of them first. So- I mean, kind of, it's just keeping an eye out for an opportunity that might make one of them happy in the course of our other duties. Okay, so those opportunities are who again? Challenger, defender, torturer. Anarchist. Well, yeah, some of those are going to be easier than others. All right, well, we have information. We know where we need to go next, but we need a few days 
to get the car running for that. Maybe we should check in with Anastasia? That's a good idea. Yeah, I actually do have an errand that they might be able to help me with. Hey, who, like, did the most as far as, like, analyzing my situation while I was out cold? Guys, obviously- I tried to stay away from your situation as much as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I only use the trimmers on your face. No, 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 no. (laughs) Like, you know, I I got that message from you. Ah, yes. So, obviously, you had to kind of- guess as to what was happening or probably figure out what was happening to be able to get that to me. So was that that you kind of figuring out this time-lapse situation? Uh, It was the two of us working together. Gotcha. I just, I don't know what all they have in the the basements of the IPT and the, you know, research divisions and so on, but I would sure like to figure out some sort of protection I might be able to set up from that kind of possession or at least that kind of effect on my mind. Oh, yes. Interesting. Some kind of mental inhibitor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Psychic, I suppose. You want to be able to mental. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you noticed, Tass. I was also in your head a little bit. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's fine. I was just, I was really, I was really worried about you uh, and, and, and wondering what we could do on our side of the the dimension to help and i uh you know how like i can sometimes uh, see into other kims across universes i i saw into you that way oh well we'll maybe have a conversation about anything you might have seen later (laughs) i I have a good excuse i have a lot of questions (laughs) okay all right that does remind me though i mean i should probably come up with some way to make sure this doesn't happen to anybody next time we open a portal Ooh. Yeah, especially if we've been gone for two months and he had something set up as a defense there, so he's bound to have something in the third one. Yeah, good call. Set up some sort of shield to block that uh, attachment that hit me, right? Yeah, and I mean, that that would be good, especially when I when I looked into Tass's head. That demon got my number, and I don't know if that was specific to that demon, uh, just just that demon, or demons in general, or any sort of malevolent entity, but uh, they knew I was looking. Oof, okay. So the next one might be coming for you. Well, I did find the way to track the different uh, potentials, and we did test it out on, well, on me, because that's what I had on hand. We did get some pings for some other devourers. I don't know if it'd be worth looking into those in case Nash is trying to find somewhere to offload that energy to. Yeah, I was kind of spiraling on that before the whole, you know, death in all worlds thing. I mean, that seems like a big thing we should be doing, right? Even if just to help weaken Nash, aside from helping his goals, if we just let all of these people know that they're in danger and get them away from him, that's that's double whammy. We're slowing him down and weakening him. Like, that's top of the list, right? Whoa, how how many people and what sort of distance nearby here or all over the world well what i did it i just kind of did well i guess i don't know how far it was reaching but i can show you how far i got pings there were two of them okay she goes over to one of the tables and starts looking at a map there's one somewhere near in here in that wooded area down somewhere near tennessee there was another one down uh, somewhere right over in here up in uh, the hills of colorado Okay, so not horrifically far, uh, unless this just didn't go far enough to get the whole world, which that's a whole other thing we should check, but we should at least get the ones that are close, right? 
yeah, I mean, this is better than what I was afraid of. I was thinking if they were nearby or if there were enough potentials over a small distance, who's to say where he's going to pull from? Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, you know, you had mentioned to me before that I might be a good potential for it. And so basing it off of me, I wonder if, like, if I was a high level potential, I wonder if these are the other ones. Like, if I had based a spell off of the energy I got from Aiden, I wonder if it would have pinged a lot more, but, like, less powerful. Oh, so that's a conversation. Oh, that's fantastic. A conversation of, is he going for easier targets or better stock for what he needs to offload? My guess at this point is that he needs something more powerful just by virtue of it growing and using him and sapping him. That's just a guess, obviously, but they're on the list, so I think we should deal with them, talk to them, hide them, whatever we can do. Okay, so where are we thinking of going first? Tennessee's closer. Yeah. Okay, so IPT first, and then we'll pick up some road snacks for the road trip. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. All right, so you all head out and make your way through the tunnels to the IPT. You find Anastasia at her desk. Down the hall, you can hear the sound of Jingles and Dave Garmajan having a chat about one of their recent outings. Is Jingles in his human suit? He's not, no. I feel like as we're walking past, I'm just seeing like little plaques that have Dave Garmajan as like employee of the month, the last just like <laughs> the last two months. While you've last, been gone. The last two months, yeah. He's been killing it. Yeah. You notice they've moved him to a corner office. Oh, Jesus. Good for him. <laughs> they still have me as like an independent contractor. This is ridiculous. <laughs> hey guys, don't mean to interrupt. Just want to let you know we're still alive. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. We were pirates. Oh no shit. Yeah. I slept through it. Oh no, I saw man. Oh, fair, yeah. yeah. Jake was a monkey. How was that? It was an adjustment. Yeah. But it definitely had, I mean, it had its pros and cons for sure. Agile and crafty. Very agile. I could climb anything. I could get into all kinds of tiny little spaces. Oh, yeah. tell me about it, man. Yeah. How, is, how is it like having a tail? Pretty good. Um, I could use it to wield a gun. Okay. Okay. Open with that. Come on. You say that, and you see Dave. Like, it almost, he just seizes up. Like, he doesn't understand. <laughs> you were wielding a gun with your tail? I can show you. I'll show you later. All right. You have, I, I have, I can, you have a tail right now? No, but I can do it again. We'll, we'll cross this. Just hold on, okay? You just start coming up with ideas, because I know you're an ideas man. So you just come up with some thoughts. <laughs> we'll do some testing. All right, yeah. Anastasia is uh, in her office. We live. Welcome back. Thank you. How's it been? Not better than you. Yeah, yep, a little, uh, little embarrassed, still a little fresh. What was it? Demon. Oh. Yep. Hell of a thing. It was. As far as I know, two and a half hours went by. Your heartbeat was so slow that we had to detect it over the course of hours. God, magic is weird. Agreed. Speaking of which, I am hoping to beseech you and the uh, researchers that we might have on hand, anyone that's left, 
to uh, see what we can put together as far as uh, maybe some sort of inhibitor to stop something like that from happening again. I don't even know what exactly we have available, but it seemed like there was a lot going on there. Everything from, you know, magic effect to not exactly mind control, but certainly mind infiltration and so on. It was demon specific, so I don't know if that's something that's going to have to be on or off the table, but pretty much anything I can get. I just wanted to see what uh, what maybe we have on hand with the resources that we have. So were you possessed? Not exactly, like kind of. Like he possessed me in that he was in my mind in a pseudo-physical state. It was like a manifestation of a part of him, sort of. But he wasn't controlling me the way a traditional possession happened. He just uh, kind of slowed me down to feed off of time stuff. Though, from my understanding, had we screwed up or kind of cut the tether, then I think it would have been like a more conventional possession. Yeah, yeah. I He didn't quite put it in those terms to me, just that he wouldn't go anywhere if, if certain X thing happened. So yeah, I don't know if it would have just been that he stayed in my mind in the state I was in and fed until I was nothing and then just was able to move on or what? Don't Don't really know. Didn't get to keep him around long enough to test the theory. So you're looking for something that, boy, this is all dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. Can, can you narrow it down? Because, like, I feel like that was a lot. Like, you don't want demons, but you also don't want mental. Like, those are two so, right off the bat, those two things are so drastically different. Sure, sure. Um, oh, God. Uh, so I guess possession is probably nine-tenths of the law. Um, <laughs> The possession aspect, I think, was the source of the magic. So that's probably what I'm the most concerned about. Okay. So like something to keep spirits from entering your body against your will. Yeah. Or hell, I'll take anything I can get. Even if that thing could have got in but not affected me, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't know what levels of ability we have to accomplish anything here, but, um, you know, the fact that it was able to just lock me up in that way is just it's terrifying if i hadn't figured out what was going on and after hearing their story if they hadn't been able to kill the source of the magic in the other world i may not have ever gotten out of there i might be able to help with this somehow anastasia i don't know who you've got around but just kind of thinking of like things i know i can do is you know like bar a place to a specific creature but i wonder if i could kind of open a place to a specific creature like if we could devise something that affects your mind so that it's you can't be trapped in it it will always be open to you nothing could isolate you within your own mind or body oh and therefore you know maybe something could come also occupy but like it wouldn't be able to lock you down like that like building in a back door on a security program yeah look i'll take what i can get at this point Demons have used both my mind and my body as their personal playgrounds extensively, and I'm just over it? Yeah, so I suppose we get some people working on this. It'd take a little bit of time, but if you want to add your magics to it, that idea of basically creating a a workaround, definitely the safest option, and I think unlike some of the other options, would probably defend against a fair number of things. I could maybe lend some of my magic to this as well getting into people's minds or at least sharing that space is something that I kind of specialize in. So, All right, so what do we think this looks like in-world? 
you know, it seems like it's almost got to be a, like an enchanted item or something. Are we going to go supernatural and just get you a tattoo? I mean, I'll always go for another tattoo. I assumed, I, I don't know, like I was pitching this almost in the way we used to do it with spending some gear points to add tags or something like that. I'm yeah. not sure, but you know, with that'll all, still come, I think. Sure, sure. So I don't know what that translates to with, with them all helping if there are roles here or whether this is a time expenditure. Well, I think that more so what I'm asking is, you know, if it's a tattoo, you can't lose it, but it, maybe you could get a cut that would scar it. Sure. As opposed to an item, you know, it might be hard to damage, but you could lose it. Sure. Like, which, which direction, what are you wanting to do here? How about a tattoo of a third eye on your forehead mm. and like it opens when you're like, you know, using this ability? Oh, no, I'd need this to just be on. Don't Don't make this a activation thing Come make on. it make it a tattoo on the back of your neck of a little door so it's the back door to your mind oh i kind of oh, oh. kind of hit me on that and it looks like a little a hobbit door <laughs> <laughs> though i think we should just shave part of the back of your head and do the tattoo the hair grows back the in over it so the hair hides it yeah tass is like i don't want to hide my tattoos thank you very much yeah no i need this to be on full display or like an eyeball on the roof of my mouth, something weird. Oh, no. Oh, nope. God. What? No one's uh, willing to help you with that one, it seems. <laughs> yeah, you're on your own. I do like the idea of it being on the back of my neck, but I think since it is kind of a universal symbol of protection and warding off negativity, I think I would get the Eye of Horus. Oh, okay. I love that. All right, so is anybody else doing this? Is my first question. Anybody else like, want to protect like, themselves from... Oh, like, are we getting them? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I am. I think that I don't know how it would interact with my abilities. Yeah, that's And fair. I want to keep everything kind of clean slate and good to go for the empath. Yeah. I think that this is going to be a custom move that I make. And if this comes up, you can use it and have some hold to, to do some things or on a full success, you know expel the thing who, who knows what form it will take but i uh, i will after i write it i and, like that and yeah. tweak it. <laughs> all right does it have to be a tattoo for everyone like if jake wants to get it but not get the tattoo could could it be done in a different format yes but i think that creating the magical tattoo is like a length of time so not at the same time for mechanically you wanted not a tattoo you wanted a physical thing it would that would be like someone else working on it but they could still do it i'm gonna hold off for now a question before i commit to this Yes. Would getting this interfere with my past lives ability? Phenomenal question. Um, only if you had a failure. I think when they take over, there could be some some ramification there, but in general, no. Boy, I don't I don't need, and the answer can be you have no idea. Yeah. If if I got taken over by another Kim and my tattoo activated, would it hurt that other Kim? Would it negatively affect another me? I don't know. My initial thought was that it might keep them around longer than you expected, but not in the driver's seat, but in that back room, like that you might have this other Kim kind of chirping at you um, as you're doing stuff. Man, then I don't think I can get it. I don't want to hurt another me. All right. So with Megan and Jake aiding in this, I think you've got the people to do it. So here's what I want to ask you. You're trying to do basically build a back door into your mind so that if something gets in there, you have a way around it to, you know, maybe free up your physicality, free up your mind, block it off from things. So here's the game we're going to play. You're possessed by a thing. It's in your body. What are the things that it could 
take over? What are the things it could do to you? Sure. So I think the two obvious categories are controlling body function and controlling mind. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, there would be feeding. Um, This almost seems, no, I, I guess I can think of demon possession stuff that's similar to this of like essentially harm from the inside out kind of thing like um i don't know if that's tied to their feeding or something like that but okay so i think the three that you gave are good okay so we're gonna call this i could say 60 and it wouldn't matter because you have so many gear points um (laughs) i think this is gonna be this doesn't sound like a lot i think it's gonna be 10 gear points okay two for the magic tag two for the permanent tag because it's like on you it is a tattoo and then the other six are going to be for the hold that you get on a full success. Gotcha. So I think on a mixed success, you get a hold one. On a full success, you get a hold three. And those holds can be spent to make it so they can't feed off of me, can't control my body, can't control my mind. Nice. I like that. I'll make a more polished version of it, but yeah, 10 gear points. I love this. I'll make it 12. Fuck you. Since it's a rush, it's a rush job. It's a rush job. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. If, if they can do it, Quickly, yeah, I'll Jingles spin has more. taken the tip of his finger out, and he's got the tattooing needle ready. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. All right, so Tass, this is going to take a, a couple of days for them to sort out, but they will have it ready for you. Uh, and Anastasia walks all of you out as you are headed back towards the subterranean lair, and she stops by the garage. I heard there was a little trouble with the uh, IPT cruise. Oh, yeah, our ship hella fell apart. Sorry, car, car. I spent a lot of time in pirate land. I had a feeling that might happen again, again. And she throws you a set of keys, Jake, and the garage door opens, and inside is a 1959 Chevy Impala. <gasps> I like is that a cute one? I'm googling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I look at her and I'm like, oh, for a second I thought it was going to be another PT Cruiser, and I was going to come at you with everything I had. But thank you for this beautiful gift. I had a moment of uh, we've restored the sea gobbler in the other garage. I almost opened that one just to fuck with it. (laughs) What color is it? Uh, What color is it, Jake? It's white. I think it's like the snow crest white, Um, but I think it's been like uh, aftermarket detailed with red. Oh, okay. Like red kind of pinstriping and stuff on it. And it's the convertible. Nice. This is an awfully specific car by your standards. (laughs) Why? What? Just because it's not? Because it's not an amorphous blob. It's not an ever shifting with no color named or yeah. Why why is this one so specific? Actually, so this car is the car that my dad had for years. My dad collected and fixed up classic cars. Um, And when you you know those of you who have seen a picture already, or those of you who are going to look it up, it has more than enough room for all of you and all of your weapons. It is one of those trunks where you could all lay down and take a nap inside of it. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I just remember my dad got that car, and it was very rare because. That was the only year that they made the taillights a certain way. And so anytime we would go to a car show, anytime we would just be driving around, people would stop us to take photos of it. But they would always want to take photos from the back because of the way the fins were laid out and the taillights and stuff. And so that was just such a even we had some stuff sent to us where like a car show took a photo and then had an artist render it and turned it into their T-shirt for the next year. Ooh, um, neat. So I just thought it'd be a cool thing for you guys to have a a car that would kind of attract attention in a fun way as opposed to like... <laughs> a dangerous way? Yeah, as opposed to all the ways we normally like, attract attention. Yeah, as opposed to like this big black death machine that you had given all these you know dangerous tags to. Okay, uh, canonically, every time we get in this car, I'm wearing that t-shirt from that car. <laughs> <show>. <laughs> Perfect. Um, 
the implication there is, well, we're driving somewhere. Hold up, I got to change. I got to put on my driver's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, So what do you want to do on your drive to Tennessee? Like, I know you said you're going to stop and, and get road snacks. Is it just, do we want to just smash cut there? Uh, I mean, I don't know how much research I can do in the car, if there's anybody I can be calling back and forth with at the IPT, or whether I'm just Googling, but I wouldn't mind just putting feelers out about what's going on down there if if there's, uh, I don't know, anything that matches up with the description of what we might consider a devourer, you know, any cryptid-type stories or news stories or anything at all. I think that's pretty simple. You, you know, have the map and where Selena indicated, and you open up Google Maps, and you can figure out exactly where this is. Um, and it's right near a place called Wittershins Hollow in Tennessee. And um, I think the notable thing you find about it is that there are a ton of festivals there that revolve around a specific food at a specific time like a lot of states have like oh here's our blueberry festival oh and Mm -hmm. you know two states over or two cities over here's a strawberry festival like this place has almost a festival every month about this one's you know wild game this one is fruits this one is there's just a lot of food festivals that go on in this place huh so what's the festival this month the one this month is Wild Game. I'm a little less excited about that one. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, I was really hoping for like a cornbread or something like. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of smoked meats and meats on sticks. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm oh, yeah. I'm game. Jerky. I'm wild game. Oh, oh. You know what? Somebody roll luck. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll do it. Okay. Tass has the golden dice. So. He does. He's also got a fresh, fresh playbook. <laughs> 12. All right, Tass, what is the festival? (laughs) (laughs) No, he's like a wild game. Wild game. game. (laughs) Doubling down. I gotta feel like wild game. Tame tame game. Follow your heart. I made him seize up. (laughs) He's like, how can I choose what food I like? I can't choose between my children. (laughs) Uh, I think think this is a weird one because it's the middle of Tennessee or whatever. Uh Seafood. No! Oh, you... Oh, poor I, Megan. Yeah, I don't I don't do this often. I think I'm going to nix that one. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I don't feel like that's something they could have there. You know Fresh what I mean? Like in Tennessee. Those, those festivals are always like here's stuff that we it's, have well, locally. Well, it's just all crawdads. That's all it is. Oh. It could be a crawfish festival. Okay. Uh, we could do crawfish. No, festival. no, no. I I respect the veto. I had a second idea. Yeah. I think it's something like like wild game. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to this. <laughs> The Ouroboros uh, is eating itself. All right. Yeah, just cut that whole last section. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the information that you find. Um, there is a little bit of stuff about the town. It's not very big, maybe 2,000 people, but these festivals seem to bring in at least a couple hundred people over the course of the weekend um, on the like little website for this town. Uh, you find that the person in charge... You find that uh, they don't have a, a sheriff or a police officer. They do have a constable, uh, and her name is Constable Harlow. Um, can I, I know I'm driving, but can I like kick ideas for other people to research along sure. the way? Yeah. Um, does, hey, will somebody, does anybody want to look into like maybe missing persons reports or disappearances or anything in that area? A little cautious about a place where they want everybody to eat some stuff and, you know, maybe like it's folks. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like anybody that's missing or maybe like weird hospitalizations or something. Yeah, you start to go back through, you know, kind of the the news articles about these festivals. And I think you do start to notice a pattern that not at the festival itself, but oh, yeah, 
missing person in the woods, last scene going to the festival, we're heading home, didn't make it home. And oh. it's not a lot, um, maybe one or two people, but it seems to be every festival. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like every month, that's Yeah, a- once a month. It's not a lot. Just like two disappearances a month. <laughs> just like just like 24 people gone per calendar yeah, year. But it's because it doesn't seem like a lot. Like no one's really linked it together because it's not people from that town and it's people from. And so we're, we're getting like the news reports from all these other towns where the people are from. Where it's like, yeah, it's like one person went missing here over 20 years. But we understand the connection between. Correct. And then look, yeah. look, maybe that distance in another direction. Somebody else went missing. I've got a question. Yes. So you're talking about how like a lot of towns have festivals around food, like strawberries or blueberries or whatever. Yeah. This town, though, mm-hmm. do they switch it up like that or is it all meat based? Oh, they switch it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Every month. It's kind of well, it's kind of based off of like what's in season. Right. So I I just wasn't sure if like they do a different one every month, but like do they do one that's just all about strawberries? That makes me that would make me feel better about not thinking that this was people. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> there are definitely at least two or three months that are all like fruit based. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Are there like Google reviews of this festival and am I seeing like the same names come up all the time? Is this like a lotus eater scenario? Like if you go one time, do you keep on coming back? There are a, a ton of reviews online about it. Um, I don't think any, no pattern sticks out that makes you think like, oh, they're eating something there and they're being forced to come back. I don't okay. think there's a role necessary for that. Like you don't see, you know, Jeffrey 390 and he's reviewing it every month. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. Can I do some research on this specific area? Like, I'm thinking maybe that this is some sort of like sacrifice. Like, are they are they sacrificing a person to every month for like the good of the town or the festival? Like, is there any is there any history about that sort of like deities or anything in this area that would suggest that they're giving someone for success or something? Um. There isn't. I almost started to ask you, like, what would you research to see, like, do these people like to sacrifice? But (laughs) there's nothing. I don't think there's anything online that indicates, like, oh, yeah, Wittershins Hollow had a had an old connection to this this god or, you know, it's been around for maybe 75 years. But, yeah, there's no you don't find any clear indication of like, oh, yeah, there was a massacre here 100 years ago where they sacrificed a bunch of people to the harvest man and um now his spirit lingers there or anything and now their strawberries are simply the best yes yeah no okay so uh how many road snacks do we have left because i don't know if i'm feeling too hot about eating at this festival <laughs> we've got you know that trunk he said three or four people could lay down in uh-huh. completely full of pizza combos and bugles fantastic <laughs> not in bags sorry just to be clear not in bags. just a loose yeah it's like just a, tr- a loose grab a bag. custom trail mix and there's like a there's like a solo cut back there you just kind of dip it in like jungle juice (laughs) (laughs) is it just combos and pizza rolls there's twizzlers bugles or bugles bugles and pizza combos that's it twizzlers i'm open to there's some twizzlers for sure it's a sweet and savory yeah (laughs) what do you want in there i'm just i just i feel better if there's a sweet and a savory oh Oh, yeah we're good we're covering. There's some. It's like a trail mix. There's some M and M's. some black licorice <laughs> in there. Just oh, one God. single bag of M and M's that got opened. Oh, <laughs> that was an that, accident. That one was an accident. You gotta like hunt for them. It's also not all solid food. There's applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> that way you can. Wow, drink we've it. had this car for a couple days. <laughs> <and it's> already, <laughs> we functionally totaled You're it. Just 
driving down Rev's the road. cherished childhood memory, <laughs> and we've... You're just driving we've down the road and leaving a little trail of plunked applesauce out of the trunk. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Coming out of the exhaust. <laughs> I, I, I know about the Minotaur in the labyrinth, yeah. so this we is my solution. We gotta find our way back home. <laughs> There's an anteater following. Just... <laughs> That's our new pet. He's like, there's no ants. What's happening? <laughs> this applesauce is delicious. <laughs> I was going to say, this ride makes me feel like, you know, we're doing the investigation and asking all these questions based on things we think it might be. And like on one hand, that almost seems like it might feel kind of meta, but it feels really appropriate given like, in character everything we've experienced sure. everything we like that we i feel like we're real investigators yeah like, and knowing that you're coming here looking for someone who could be related to the devourer yeah, yeah we're like specifically looking at things like okay what do we know what have we yeah. experienced and then we got into our weird trail mix car <laughs> <laughs> it's like maybe we're maybe we're, we still got a while to yeah. go but the best thing about this is that whenever you want trail mix you have to stop and go to the trunk like you can't pull the seat back. Like oh a no! Car, yeah. We'll just we'll cut a hole in the back. It is it is a convertible, so I think somebody sufficiently acrobatic could maybe kind of like weave their way back there, pop the trunk, scoop out some trail mix, get back in. That's my job uh. while Jake's driving. I'll squirrel back there and get cups of bugles. I'm just I just like throw my solo cup to the back seat and I'm like refill. Somebody else has got to go. Uh, yeah. Anything else that you want to be doing on the way? I can't think of anything else. I think we just got to see what we see. All right, so you all finish this drive to Wittershins Hollow, and as you pull up, uh, you can see that there's a fairly decent-sized crowd throughout this one stoplight town. Um, but you do see the constable's car, and you see a sheriff's car pulled up behind it. If you have got a beginning of mystery move, now's the time to use it. Okay. Oh, shit. Eight. Three. Ooh. Oh, honey. Mm-hmm. That's not nearly enough. No. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> That's not even Remind half enough. Remind <laughs> me what happens on a fail for the Chosen? Something bad is going to happen to me. Oh. Oh. And I think in the past you have still gotten your vision, but you saw the bad thing that was going to happen to you. Uh-huh. And then tried to act against it only to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tass, I think the vision that you get as this light flares through your eyes is darkness and then a grin that is far too large as you are reaching out towards a light source in the darkness and then the sound of clamping teeth and withdrawing your hand and realizing where there were five digits, there are only four. <gasps> Fucking what? No! Kim, you get a vision of midnight. You don't get to ask a question about it. I think... What you see in this vision of midnight as you start to lay the cards out, you see the cards in your deck, um, you know, this kind of makeshift deck. You see the cards for the feast, the king, and there is this long table in this filthy, muddy room. But the table itself is beautiful and hand-carved, and there are all of these dishes all over the table. And inside of all of these dishes, you recognize parts of you and your team.
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The world has still ended. Darcy was a cafeteria worker. Do you see that minotaur sitting out in the food court? What minotaur? Just an ordinary, everyday human, probably. Egerton, you didn't even need a fairy cake. Why did you need a fairy cake? Because I stress eat sometimes. Egerton was a PR flack for the imperial government. This extremely devastating explosion was, in fact, a celebration. He's a flightless fairy with a sweet tooth. There were some zombies, but Blatt blew them up. I climbed a tree. And we're skipping ahead. And we're skipping ahead. Blatt used to be a filing clerk. I'll pneumatic tube it up, sir. Now he's discovering the secrets of his half-demon heritage, like his ability to summon a soul-bound weapon. Oh, you're here to destroy a time, eh? Well, eat bazooka! (laughs) Three normal dweebs, rescued from the end of the world and sent on a last-ditch quest to save all of reality. There is a way to stop the shattering, but we need you three. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Find it in your favorite podcast app or visit otherbothers.com. There's no evil, so you're welcome. Flawless logic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.